Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Google completed their stock split on July 18th today. And as of late, you can see that their stock price had dropped considerably. This was a 20 to one stock split. So for every one share you own, you now own basically get another 19 for a total of 20. Now in today's video, I wanna do a stock analysis, look at what the share price is in my DCF model and EBITDA calculation, and you can say what the new price target is for uh, Google. All right, jumping into my price target, as of March 29th, when I did my last stock analysis on Google, I had them at a pre-spit value of about $2,500 a share in the next 12 months, or about 11.5% downside based off of these calculations. Now it did go below that. They're currently trading around $109 a share, which right now, um, right now I have them at that same valuation at a fair value of around $125 a share, indicating about a 14% upside from where they're currently trading post-split. Now that's off a DCF calculation of $121 a share and an EBITDA multiple of about $140 a share. Now the risk here, exactly the same as I mentioned before, and we've seen some of that um, valuation come down from where they were trading at my last video around March 29th. Again, they had extreme growth in 2020, uh, 2021, and that growth attracted a lot of investors and folks were flooding into it. And again, I think it was a little bit overpriced um, and was previously overlooked. So you had a lot of people flooding into the name. I do think uh, due to the sharp run up in the last two years, you're going to see a little bit of cooling down in Google, especially with some of the ad stuff that we add, um, drop in ad revenue that's anticipated with a recession. Now the revenue to free cash flow margins, it, the revenue to free cash flow margin is the highest in the last five years. And that's definitely going to have an impact on your valuation. And in my opinion, the downside on Google, if you have further downside from where they're currently trading is about hundred dollars a share. Um, obviously it can always be more than that, but again, um, that is roughly where I'm at, which would be a close to another, you know, eight or 9%. So there is some more downside here, but again, their valuation, their DCF calculation that I'm having is currently valuing them. They're currently stating that they're undervalued from where they're currently trading. So let's go into the DCF model, look at our assumptions on uh, Google. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Now back to your content. All right, jumping into my DCF model for Google. First off, the two values you really cared about is the DCF and the EBITDA multiple calculation. Those are at 121 and 140, as I stated previously. Now, what changed this was previously was around 2,400 and I think $2,800 a share, close to that. Um, and what really changed was the number of shares outstanding. So for every, again, as I mentioned earlier, for every one share, you got issued another 19. So basically take the, whatever the existing share count was, multiplied by 20, you had your new value. Now, um, looking at the growth rate, some of the assumptions in this model, you have a growth rate of 15% over the next five years with a long-term growth rate of 5%. We have the discount rate at 10%, and we have a EBITDA multiple of six, which is their extreme large company. It's gonna be very difficult for someone to actually buy them, and so that's why I have the EBITDA multiple low for them. Their net debt is actually positive. They have more cash than they do debt. Um, so that's a good positive there. Um, the things I kind of want to throw out here is the EBITDA ratio and the free cash flow. All right, we'll actually start with revenue. So over the next you know, five years, you can see that the revenue rise all the way up to $518 billion. That's one of the largest companies in the world if you're looking at where they're at today. Um, would put them almost as large as as Walmart and Amazon is where they're currently at today. 
Um, and so it would it would mean that they would be an ex extremely large company. Again, they're a very large company today, but you know it's almost showing that yeah, in the next five years they would basically double, um, which is which is extremely um, really hard to fathom, but um, definitely uh, definitely doable. the The last thing I'll, uh, the last two things I want to talk about is free cash flow and EBITDA ratio. So. The thing with the EBITDA ratio, it's been actually fairly consistent, um, but the one thing I wanted to do in this model was just be very conservative with it. So I took them from 32% down to 30%, dropping them by half point. Again, 30% is one of the lowest rates um, over the last 10 years, roughly. Um, and so I think it's fairly, I think that's pretty, you know, pretty fair there. Um, the one thing that is uh, also fairly stable um, it has been their free cash flow margin, although, as I mentioned earlier, it is the highest it has been in the last like five or six years. And so um, I do think it's due to a drop, due for a drop. You'll see that it was rising between 2014 and 2016, had a couple year drop off, and then it started to rise again over the last four years. So I do think that likely we will see a drop. Do I think it's going to go substantially under 20%? Probably not, um, but it could drop as low as around 16% where we've seen it before. If they're doing considerable amount of investments or whatever, right, um, we could see that drop. But I do think at 20%, I think we're fairly conservative there. If you average it out over the next five years, it should be pretty good. Now, the revenue growth is really what could be debatable here. Um, I think I did have a downside risk of um, 100, about $100 a share. Where I got that was, is if we saw 15, 15%, um, then 13%, then 11%, then 9%, then 7% over the next five years, that would drop our valuation down to $103.97 a share. And I think if it got close to that, you'd probably have a mental floor around $100 a share range. So I do think that's uh, possible. While I don't think, um, while I don't think it's likely in a rational market. Uh, markets do behave irrationally, and so, um, but but right now with those growth rates, right now we have about one hundred twenty-one dollars a share and one hundred forty. Now for my final thoughts on Google. So Google is far from recession-proof. However, I do think their ad business is going to be fairly resilient relative to some other businesses. They're fairly well diversified. I think one of the biggest risks for Google is um, some antitrust law that I've read. Now, I don't think there's any planned action on that as I think any antitrust law against in, in that bill specifically, if you wanna watch a video on it, go out there, it's IOCOA. Um, you type that IOCOA bill and it'll give you some details on what's in the latest uh, antitrust bill that targets Google, Apple, Facebook, um, and Amazon. Um, and so that's probably the biggest risk towards Google outside of a recession. Now they are, again, I've said far from recession proof, but they, I think are resilient. I do like their leadership. They're continuing to invest in their workforce, which has been honestly one of their biggest, um, biggest assets is to continue to invest, grow their product line, um, grow the interconnectivity between all the apps and all the things that they, they produce. Um, and their ad platform is relatively good for all the all the folks that use it to advertise for their businesses. So I think Google is on the right track. I don't see any red flags with them outside of this antitrust lawsuit or not lawsuit, antitrust legislation that's in the work. And it is bipartisan. So that is, again, um, 
a concern if it if it goes anywhere there's currently it's in the house and in the the senate and it's just kind of sitting there right now i do think if they if if the government did go ahead with it it'd be pretty poor timing as you'd be targeting some of the largest companies they may need to raise prices due to it um although that may come back to bite them in the butt point is just do some research on that again i i, I classify it as a low risk right now it's probably about a five percent of actually occurring um, and it would have some major impacts on some of the biggest companies, you know, Facebook, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon. So those are some things that we want to think about all over the, across the board. Now, lastly on Google, I do think at this valuation where they're at $100, $109 a share right now, and I have the DCF at around $125, I do think there is good upside, right? You have about 14%, but I think in order to have a little bit more comfort here, I'm going to be looking at a position closer to that $100 range, and I think that is going to be a closer buy. If it does get too close to $100, we may see it drop temporarily under $100 a share, and that's okay, but I do think over the long run, we'll start to see longer-term gains, and especially with companies like Google, you can definitely bet on them for the long term. So I'm not going to be mad at you if you like them at 109 if you like them at 105 I don't really have any bickerings with that. I just think it, you know, in order to beef up position I have in Google, I definitely would want them closer to $100 a share just because it helps my my dollar cost averaging. Um, technically, I bought them lower than that previously. I bought them at the, the, the bottom of the pandemic, basically. So anything I buy here needs to be at a better, you know, what I think is a, a relatively risk-off position so I don't overweight them as a percentage of my portfolio. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Hit that like button. Thank you so much for watching. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.